Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann. Joining us on Behind the Herald Headlines today, Professor Jonathan Janssen. The third term of the academic school year is underway. And Prof, unfortunately, the very problems that we worried about at the start of the year, like with most school years, lack of stationery, lack of textbooks and decaying infrastructure still bedeviling many of the schools and sadly in the poorest areas. Yeah, you know, and, and it's worse in some provinces than in others. I think the Eastern Cape is a basket case, and and the reason for that is leadership. And so you cannot, for example, in the northern areas of that country, in the deep rural uh, of that province, in the in the deep rural areas of the Eastern Cape, you still have belittling toilets. You still have teacher absenteeism. You still have the massive learning losses. You know that accrued from the pandemic lockdown. So, yeah, and unfortunately, you know, um, all of these problems are soluble. You can solve them. The, the, the real problem is the lack of leadership. Prof, you say some parts of the country suffer worse than others. Is there not an opportunity then for a province like the Eastern Cape to use other provinces that are doing better as case studies and learning about how to do things in a workable fashion? Absolutely. I mean, if you just if you just went south to the west of Cape, you know, which uh, admittedly has as as uh, much more privilege in, in in every respect, but they have a functioning school system by and large, you know, which is why, by the way, so many parents understandably leave the Eastern Cape and go all the way down there into and make their way to Cape Town. I would do exactly the same thing. But yes, our leaders can learn from Gauteng, from the Western Cape, from places, from the Free State. From places that have that work uh, in the free state that turned around this situation, so so we don't have to go overseas. You don't have to Google anything. You just have to look around you, and you will find more than enough examples of, for uh, just to give you a few examples, about how to really capacitate teachers to be able to to teach at the grade level, uh, how to make sure that in the supply chain. You know that books, stationery, etc., arrive on time and indeed ahead of time. This is not rocket science. This can be done, uh, but is there the political will? That's another question. And these are perennial problems, Prof. We talk about them year in, year out. For how long do learners and their parents have to put up with the situation? Well, you know what's fascinating to me is how often we march. Uh, you know, how often communities march and 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 protest and sometimes sadly even burn down things except for education you know if you're going to mess with my child's future and my family's income then you would expect you know parents to get up and say enough is enough and unfortunately you know the politicians only respond to pressure not to logic not to passion not to obligation still circling today and so absolutely but unfortunately politics is more likely to bring around the change rather than persuasion. I'm fresh out of ideas myself chatting to some folk about these issues maybe some sort of political intervention along the lines of all elected leaders children have to go to public schools it's a bit oh, radical man. but could it work? <laughs> I don't think it's radical at all I think it, if, 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 if for example at the level of cabinet the president decided or made the announcement that every member of cabinet and every um, 
civil servant will put their kids in an ordinary public school. That will change things immediately, you know. Um, but it's not going to happen because these are people with their own vested interests, uh, middle, upper middle class, uh, you know, uh, uh, people in, in our politics, and they would rather send their kids, you know, to <clears throat> to Grey High School in Port Elizabeth, in Quebec, than send them to a township school and so on. So that's not going to change, unfortunately. But even if that is so, surely there is some consciousness that says, my child is not safe. My child is not doing well until everybody's child does well. And if you lose that value system, then, of course, there's nothing that can be done. Prof, with your wealth of experience and knowledge in this area, are you called in on a consultancy basis or, or something similar at any stage to offer insight? No, no. By and large, the ANC sees me as some great threat, which is a joke, really, because, you know, I'm just an ordinary professor. <laughs> I did think for myself. And so schools pull me in. Uh, you know, I work with schools around the country. They ask me to help them change, and I do that without charge. Um, because I have an obligation as a citizen to use my skills to, to do that. Sometimes in a particular province, they might ask to see me after hours so that nobody sees me coming in through the department. No, but the politicians are more likely to hire my students, my friend, than me because they have not yet understood that criticism and commitment is the same thing. We're going to leave it there, Prof. Last words from you before we say goodbye? No, I just think we mustn't give up on our country. It's, there's so many compounding crises, one of which, by the way, in education is the learning losses that we're still trying to overcome from COVID. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I couldn't care less about the political classes. What I care about is the 13 million children stuck in our school system. And for them, we have an obligation to be present and to continue, including you guys in the media, to continue to highlight these issues so that our children at least stand a chance of doing better than we did. Professor Jonathan Janssen, thank you very much for your time and joining us on Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann this morning. Have a good day. One of the stories you will find on heraldlive.co.za at the moment, another term, another fail. Hopes for an improvement in challenging learning conditions at Bay schools have been dashed as pupils return to class. Courtesy of Tremaine van Art and Mandelake Kwababana, the story reads as follows. Many of the Bay's northern areas and township pupils were met with the unwelcome reality that little or no intervention has been made to schools blighted by failing infrastructure budget constraints, and social ills. It's a story we know all too well. It's been a perennial problem. Joining us on Behind the Herald Headlines now, the author of that story, one of the authors, Tremaine van Art. Morning, Tremaine. Hi, good morning, Darren. How are you? We're doing well, thanks. A lot better than our schools. You were on a, quite an extensive tour and you've identified basically problems we've known about for years. Yes, that, that's correct. Um, as you know, we, we do regularly visit the township schools and in the northern areas, basically following up on various stories that and various issues that we've picked up over the years. And as you can tell from today's uh, front page, nothing much has changed, unfortunately. And yeah, it seems to be the hardened reality of these kids having to go back every term in the hopes of having something better or more opportunities and seemingly finding the same, same situation when they rock up there. Main problems, lack of stationery, lack of textbooks, infrastructure that's failing, overcrowding. What else did you find? Um, well, what I did find as well was a few service delivery issues. I mean, just in the general lead up to the schools, while this is not necessarily the responsibility of the department, one or two schools in the northern areas, these kids actually had to 
make their way through large streams of sewage and water, piles of rubbish on the side of the road, and all of those type of things. Also, I would think, just also fix the, the demeanor of both of the, the teachers and the pupils as you walk up there, and hoping, like I say, for something better, and you're welcomed by that type of site. Some other major issues that um, in line with that is is just, like we're saying, the motivation of these of these teachers. I mean, if you're going to school every day, doing it as a passion, not, not as a hobby, because as we know, teaching is, it's not exactly a glamorous job. So in that sense, it is a lot of passion involved in these, in these teachers' careers when they're going to these schools and trying to do better. And yet whenever they do, they seem to be getting the short end of the stick. So I think motivation and, and basically just to keep that zest that, that got them involved in the career in the first place is also very important to how these kids take to education and how they basically develop on those, on those platforms. Where does the buck stop? Can't we learn from the Western Cape, from Gauteng, for example, where the system is working better? In my opinion, uh, Darren, I think that the big issue that we have as, as the Eastern Cape is is a lack of communication. I mean, when I'm out on these reikis and I speak to, to various SGPs, parents, pupils, they, they claim to, to have brought these issues forward to the department, but then it seems to not go any further than this district level. So while I'm sure the guys up at province are aware of the situation, perhaps not to the same extent as, as the guys here on the ground have to experience it on a day to day. So I do think that there is some sort of breaking communication between the district level and the province in order for them to tackle these issues that we are experiencing here on the ground. Tremaine, we're going to pick up on the story, no doubt, again, during the course of the year. It's one that you followed for a long, long time. When will you guys be checking on the system again? Well, we do try to give it some time to basically correct and, and have the department actually do some intervention in terms of, of highlighting some of the more serious issues that these guys are experiencing. But we do try to, to give it a month, uh, give it all, more to two to three months type of period for, for something to actually transpire and for these issues to be tackled, at least with some sort of um, cognizant plan in, in how, it will be, how it will be handled going forward. But in terms of answering your question, it is something that we will certainly be following up before the end of this year. Thank you for being a watchdog and thank you for joining us from behind the Herald headlines today. Tremaine van Art, have a good day. You too, Munir. That was today's edition of Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann.